What's up and welcome back to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. I'm your host, Siobhan, and if you know me well, we go by Bonds. Today we're talking about what happens when we wait, and this podcast is going to be a very transparent look at the humble pie that I have been eating and the just insane wake-up call uh, that I've been experiencing. But before I, like, before I jump into anything at all, I just wanted to thank everyone that tunes into the podcast, whether it's on TikTok, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's Apple Podcast or Spotify. I just appreciate you so much. Um, if you are listening to this on anything other than YouTube, I want to encourage you to slide on over to YouTube and subscribe to my channel because that's something that, hey, that's something that that I'm going to be putting a little bit more of my attention into. And it's so funny that today's episode is about what happens when we wait and it's about procrastination because guys, <clears throat> people have been telling me literally for years to move over to YouTube and I never made the change. I never made the switch. And Historically speaking, everything that I have waited to do, when I finally do it, I'm like, this would have, like, I created my own suffering by not doing the things that I should have done ahead of time. And so I'm not going to, rather than guilt you into why you need to not procrastinate or like tell you how bad that is, I'm going to share my very vulnerable, um, transparent experience. Uh, my channel, good question. Thank you. Hello. Um, it's at Coach Bonds. I haven't changed it um, since I you know, quit going by Coach Bonds, but it's youtube.com slash and then at sign Coach Bonds, B-O-N-S. Um, but I'm going to share with you what happened to me um, and how I have just created so many more problems for myself. Um, if you are like me and you are neurodivergent and you notice you have scatterbrain, you have a thousand things that you're passionate about. It's hard to stick to one thing. You create new cycles for yourself. Like every day I feel like I'm creating a new game plan. And then my team is like, Bonnie, I thought we were doing this. And I was like, what? I forgot. Yeah, no, you're right. Let's do that. And so it can be very hard to stay focused when you have ADHD or when you have a million things that you're doing, right? I also noticed that I we all say that we we function better under pressure, and it's not necessarily that we function better, it's that we haven't given ourselves any other option, right? And so most people do show up when there's no other option, you know? Like if someone were to kidnap your kids, you would, you know, maybe you told someone last month, oh, I don't have money for A, B, C, and D, but if someone were to kidnap your kids, guess what? You'd rise to the occasion and you'd find the money. So it's not that we necessarily do better under pressure, it's that you're not giving yourself any other chance, no other hope. So um, that's kind of the way that my life has always been because I came from the food and beverage industry and I'm here in Orlando, Florida. So it's really heavy tourism. And every restaurant that I've ever worked at, it was like you come in and you hit the ground running. Like, okay, hey, you walk, uh, clock in. And it's like, hey, your section's full. Let's go. Hey, you're here. There's a party of 15. They're waiting on you. Hey, let's go. Hey, you don't have any tables yet, but we need you to run this food. Go, 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 go. Everything was always go, 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 go. And because I worked doubles and because I worked this life for 15 years, my body, my mind was used to having a fire lit under my ass and I would show up every time. Uh, young me, 17 years old, coming into work, still on ADHD, not ADHD, still on MDMA, right? Still rolling my ass off on ecstasy, coming to work. And they're like, hey, um, 
you know, it's time to go. And I'm like, all right, go time. So I have trained myself to go into go mode when it's time. And a lot of us have, especially those of us that are neurodivergent, multifaceted, ADHD, all that jazz, right? Um, or maybe you just procrastinate and you have convinced yourself that this is the way that you function best. It's not. It's just that you haven't given yourself any other choice. And most people can show up when they don't have a choice to. So how do we break free of that cycle? Well, um, I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins. I don't care what y'all have to say about him um, and his mentor, John Jim Rohn. And something that Tony Robbins always says, and I teach it to my clients, is, and, and it's true if you look at how the human brain works. And as a personal trainer, I see this with people's muscles in their bodies. People learn through repetition or through intensity. You learn any of your habits, whether they are like brushing your teeth or not touching the stove. The human brain, yeah, I'm in my kitchen. The human brain learns through intensity or repetition. So the intensity would be you burnt your hand on the stove. You don't have to do that over and over and over again. The intensity of that pain is now like seared in your mind and you don't have to be told again, don't touch the stove. The other way that humans learn is through repetition. That's why when you're riding a bike, you gotta learn, you gotta do it over and over again. You fall, maybe you fall once. And that one fall is enough for you to remember how to balance your body, right? Maybe you didn't fall, but you just couldn't get it. And so because that wasn't an intense enough jolt to the brain, you had to keep learning and learning, writing and writing till you get it. As a trainer, this is how muscles work. Somebody's glutes are going to grow either because intensity, like I ramped up the intensity of how, like how hard her workouts are so that she can see muscle growth in a short amount of time, or uh, it's gonna come through repetition, like it's gonna take her several months or even several years to figure out how to do it. That's just how the human mind and the human body works. So when it comes to procrastination, some of us will never get out of that stuck cycle unless something intense happens to like really fuck us up, like, oh my God, yeah, no, never doing that again. Or you go through the same cycle over and over and over and over, and I wish guys, I wish I could tell you that I was that coach, that person, that woman that isn't stubborn and that doesn't need to get like sucker punched in the face multiple times by life to get it through her head, but I'm not. I'm that person that is stubborn, I am forgetful, and it takes me several times to learn a lesson, and I blame it on my ADHD. I blame it on the fact that I'm, like, I'll learn a lesson, like, the universe will take me through fucking the inferno, and I'm like, oh my God, I hate it here, this is terrible, God, why do you hate me? And then everything, you know, because we come in seasons, right, and ebbs and flows. And once that season's over, or once that ebb and flow is over, all of a sudden my ass has amnesia, forgets the life lesson and the hell that I just went through, and end up going back to doing the thing that I used to do before. And so the way that the universe teaches me, the way that God teaches me is through intense moments. But when I'm really stubborn with something, it's intense over and over and over and over. So it is ingrained in my head. Why is that? I'll give you the scientific reason for why humans learn through intensity or through repetition. And I'll give you a visual that I love using. So neuroplasticity is how your brain, right? Like how, how, how um, thoughts become habits and become functions and become like automated habits, right? So neural pathways, you know, think of those, those little strands and those axons and all that's, I'm using probably the wrong verbiage. It's been a while since I've like used real big people words for it because you guys don't care. You just want to know the facts. So the fact of the matter is 
The way that you create a new thought is creating a new neural pathway in your brain. And so when you think of a pathway, I want you to think that you're walking through the forest and there is no cleared path. Nobody has walked this path before but you. You're going to have to clear the pathway with maybe a, a machete or an axe or one of those cutty things. You're going to have to make your own way through the forest because there hasn't been a pathway there. However, when you, once you start going down that path over and over again, it will be easier to navigate through. This is what it's like to create a new neural pathway in your brain. When you first start the new habit or the new thought, it is like cutting through woods and vines in a forest. Let's say the new habit or the new thought is I wake up and I meditate before I go on Facebook. So that's gonna take a while for you. Like the first couple mornings or first couple weeks or first couple months, it may feel like you are like navigating through a forest and there's vines and there's ropes. It's just very hard to get through, right? But after a while, you keep going down that path. Eventually, when you go through, there'll be nothing there. It'll be clear, a nice pathway. That is how we build neural pathways. And so with that same example that I used, intensity or repetition, someone could bulldoze through the forest. That's intensity, right? They come through, right? And they just bulldoze, boom, new neural pathway. But if you don't have that intensity aspect, it's going to have to be repetitious. All right, I'm cutting through every single day, every single day. I'm pushing through a little bit. Every single day, I'm pushing through a little bit. That's how we create new thoughts and new habits. And so for the person that is like me, that tends to procrastinate, um, don't feel bad. Our brain only learns through intensity or through repetition. There's nothing wrong with you. And chances are, if you're someone that is in a position of leadership and you still tend to procrastinate or you still tend to have these struggles, it's because you right? The universe is teaching you how you are able to overcome it so that you can help other people. So the first thing I wanted to, to mention is that this is how we can remove the shame of being a procrastinator. Has it ever occurred to you that God or that the universe chose you because you have such a strong will and such a strong mind to make shit happen that you get to be chosen to teach the world how to overcome this, this habit? Right? Because after I just went through this shitty ass cycle, I can't wait to help people um, overcome procrastination. So one thing that I want to stick into your head is that pro <laughs> my TikTok screen moves. That procrastination prolongs the pain. Procrastination prolongs the pain. So let's say, let's use fitness for example, because I'm a fitness coach. I own a health and wellness business for women. Uh, it's a <clears throat> I'm going to say it's actually personal development. It's all of that. But um, so let's say you want to alleviate the pain in your ankles when you're walking. It's painful. Or let's say you want to alleviate the mental and emotional pain that you feel when you walk by and look at the mirror. Um, this is a pain and it hurts. But you procrastinating on hiring a coach or going to the gym or starting your workout program, you procrastinating is only prolonging the pain. And I think that that's much that's evident. But sometimes we need to really sit with that. And I want you to think about the area of your life that you are procrastinating in, right? Is it your finances? Is it telling someone that you love that you love them? Is it quitting a job? Is it launching your business? Is it saying no to your business? Like, is it what, what is going on in your life right now that you have been procrastinating, right? Because chances are it's causing you an immense amount of pain. And the longer that you wait to take action on this, you're only prolonging your pain. And we all know this, but sometimes I think we have to say it out loud. So one of the things that can help you move through these different seasons, I want you to say it out loud, like my procrastination is only prolonging my pain. 
So even though it feels good to procrastinate, even though it feels good to avoid um, the situation that seems scary, like you're only prolonging your own pain. That pain that you're going through, that suffering, that frustration is only going to get better when you decide to take action. And the idea of me prolonging my own pain, it's kinda, it kind of aggravates me. Because one, pain is inevitable. That's part of life. You don't get to escape that. And so you're only prolonging that painful season. Because when we face head, like, head on the problem, the quicker it gets to be resolved, right? But on the flip side of that, yes, we're prolonging our pain, but we're also prolonging the possibility, right? There's, so, there's been so many times in my life where there was something great waiting on the other side for me, but because I was afraid to face the issues head on, I prolonged the possibility. I prolonged the outcome. I prolonged my own miracle because I procrastinated. So let me, I'll, I'll take you through the story and then, um, and then we'll circle back to anything else that like stood out to you. So how did procrastination, how did, how did the universe teach me in a way that I will not soon forget about procrastinating? Well, in February, my lease was up to move to the apartment I'm in now. We were in the front of the neighborhood of my dream neighborhood. Love this freaking place. It looks like a resort. Um, it's got an affinity pool that looks over the lake. It's got this beautiful clubhouse. Everything about it is just freaking beautiful. Um, but I was in the front of the neighborhood, so I could hear the road. And every time I do my podcast, you could hear all the cars and everything. It was freaking terrible. Um, and I really just wanted nothing more than to move to the back of the neighborhood where I'm at now, where every single window in the apartment is facing this big, beautiful lake. I see the jet skiers. I see people on their boats. I see people canoeing. I see people kayaking. Um, it's just, it's everything that I wanted. And so I kind of was a little caught up in that and not being present in my life. I ended up not filing my taxes for my business on time. And because I didn't file my taxes on my business in time, that interfered with other things that I wasn't able to get access to uh, for my family. Like people, like I was applying for health insurance for my son and they wanted to confirm how much money I made or didn't make. And they're like, well, where's your tax forms? Well, I hadn't started my taxes because I was so focused on moving. So now that's one another thing that's prolonged. Um, there was, in my, in my own business, I delegated the, the finances to someone because I never wanted to deal with them because I never, finances overwhelmed me, numbers overwhelmed me. And so I was so happy to have someone on my team that, that did well with numbers and was a little bit more accurate than me, so I handed that over to them. Um, wasn't really paying attention, was just trusting them with it. And flash forward, nothing bad happened. They didn't steal from me or anything. But flash forward to May, where this person had to step down um, and continue with their life, and I appreciate everything that they did for me. But I had avoided my finances for so long and delegated it to someone else so that when I finally got to get in there and start doing my own like numbers, I was over I was just like, oh my gosh, like it was something that I thought was so scary, but that ended up being like the game changer. Like I was so afraid to, to do my own finances and my own business, but once I stopped procrastinating, like I was going through a lot. I didn't know where money was going every single month. I couldn't figure out why expenses were so high. I couldn't figure out why when I did finally file my taxes, they said I owed two grand. Like, and this is all because I procrastinated on getting my hands dirty and doing the tough work, doing the hard shit first. And so my, my second tip to you is to one, say the things out loud, right? Procrastination prolongs my own pain, right? Or my procrastination prolongs the possibility. But number two, the next thing I want you to do is do the hard shit first. 
That is my new mantra, that is my new anthem. Do the hard shit first. And this may be a no-brainer to those of you that are planners and a little more organized than I am, but by doing the hard shit first, it not only enables, like it lets your brain know, like you get a boost of confidence and you also know like, well, I just did the hardest thing, right? I can do anything else after this and I'll probably do it much faster. Do the hard shit first. I'm looking back now and as when I started the beginning of this show, this podcast today, I said everything that I procrastinated was usually the game changer in my life every single time or everything that I was afraid to do was the game changer in my life every time. People told me to try mushrooms and microdose for my ADHD. Didn't listen to them for years and struggled. The moment I started microdosing, my focus increased and I found nootropics and other mushrooms and these things helped me out so much. And I'm like, damn, what if I had listened to people a long time ago? Um, people told me to start a YouTube channel and actually like start vlogging, not just posting the podcast, but like vlogging. And I was so like afraid. I was like, eh, I don't know if that's going to work. This, this and that. And so I'm finally being obedient to it. And I'm excited because remember that second phrase, procrastination prolongs the pain, but it also prolongs the possibility. Some of us are waiting for doors to open up in our lives or waiting for opportunities to present themselves, but they can't present themselves to us because we're so busy procrastinating on the next step, which would have brought us into a place where we are ready to receive the thing that we're asking for. So what are you prolonging in your life? What area of your life are you prolonging your own pain and also prolonging the possibility of something more? We do ourselves such a disservice when we play these games. I want to give you one more visual of what procrastination is like, and then I'll wrap it up. And it's this, with every day that goes by that you're not doing the thing, right? That you're not taking action or at least just one baby step towards the thing that you want next. I want you to imagine that you've got a backpack on and you're filling it with a rock every single day, every single day. So that let's say it's been a year since you said you were going to do something. You now have a year's worth of emotional weight that you're carrying and guilt and shame for not starting sooner. And it's a hell of a lot harder to start a journey when you have a backpack, an emotionally heavy ass backpack full of guilt and full of shame because you didn't start versus how you feel on the flip side when you eat the frog, bite the bullet and do the hard shit first. Guys, I'm in a season where I'm cleaning up my, my credit, I'm cleaning up my finances, I'm cleaning up areas of my business, I'm cleaning up relationships in my life, I'm, I'm going back and cleaning up all the areas that I decided I was gonna procrastinate, oh, I'll get to that later, and I'll get to that later. We leave a mess for ourselves. And one of the things that I said I wanted to stop doing was leaving messes for future me to clean up. So when you think of procrastination, I want you to think of the fact that you're leaving a mess for future you to clean up. And if you're someone that struggled with self-worth, if you're someone that struggled with confidence, leaving messes for future you to clean up only adds to the feeling of disrespect. It adds to the feeling of I'm not capable because every time that you say that you're going to show up for yourself and you don't, uh, it's disrespecting yourself. Imagine when someone stands you up, right? How disrespectful that is. And yet we do the same thing to ourselves when we say we're going to show up for ourselves in this area of our lives and we don't. So if you struggle to find the confidence and the self-worth, it probably has a lot to do with the fact that you don't even show up for you. You disrespect you by doing that. 
You prolong the pain that you're sitting in, which means you're showing yourself, I don't care about the fact that you're in pain. I don't want to do this. Or I don't care that this pain could be rectified with me being uncomfortable for right now. I don't want to do this. And if you want to build a healthy, strong relationship with yourself, it starts with respecting yourself enough to stop leaving messes for her or him, future them to clean up. So guys, that is all I have for you today. I, I feel like there's so much more in the back of my mind, but those are the main things that I wanted to get across. And I'm so curious to hear back from you guys. Thank you so much for responding. He said, um, personal affirmations is something you do. Future self will thank you for, and it gets me out of procrastination. Yes. Um, what was something else that got me out of procrastination? Because um, I had to hit the ground hard, right? And my intention is that you don't have to go through hell in order to stop procrastinating. So that's why we have things like vision boards. And that's why we have things like journaling or meditating or scripting things out. Because when I'm scripting, truth be told, when I'm like in my manifestation like jam and I'm writing out every single day what I want for my future, I'm not really, there's not a lot of room to procrastinate because every day I'm saying like, well, I want to be this person. I want to be this person. And so it's fresh in my head and it's top of mind. I have a, a phrase like people that write shit down, get shit done. And so if you're someone that is constantly procrastinating and you notice that you don't have anything written down and everything is just stuck in your head and you expect to remember everything that's stuck in your head, start writing stuff down. Start writing stuff down. I promise you, even in the beginning, it may feel like it doesn't do anything. Remember, we learn through intensity or repetition. So the more that you write stuff down and you come back to it and you remember what you're working for, it definitely uh, builds a stronger connection between where you are now and where you want to be. So with that, that is a podcast. Thank you so much for that input, Chris, at the end. Also, uh, if you're on YouTube, and is that your name on TikTok too? Transformational Creator. Follow my boy, Transformational Creator. Transformational Creator on TikTok. And on YouTube, we got Create Your Life with Chris. So much wisdom, so much value in everything that he does. And he has a Facebook group as well uh, for spirit-led and like purpose-driven entrepreneurs. So go ahead and check him out. I'm out, guys. Have the best day of your entire life, and I'll see you again on another live recording of The Boss Life with Bonds. See you Friday, 12 p.m. EST. Welcome to The Boss Life with Bonds podcast. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and I'm here to help you level up your mindset, your lifestyle, your career or business all the way up. That starts with your mind and your willingness to embody the most evolved and most expansive version of yourself. Each episode, I'll be diving into the topics you've been avoiding or that you didn't even know needed to be addressed. The topics that have created belief systems that have kept you stuck and that no longer serve you. I'm here to call you out on your BS so you can create a new mindset, a new vision, and ultimately a new life where you are the boss. Let's dive in.